Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show, presented by Roy Inch and Sons Heating, Air Conditioning and Plumbing, a service experts company, nine-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, seven-time winner of the uh, Best of London, four-time winner of the Top Choice Award, and three-time winner of the Best of Home Stars. We thank you, thank you for listening today and hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information about your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing. But most important, we'd love you to be part of the show. So please email your questions to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com and listen for your answer next Saturday. So again, email your questions in to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com, and we'll answer those next Saturday for you. How's Mr. Gilbert today? I'm good. Busy. 1,096 Facebook likes. Congratulations. Gaining one a day or one a week. Okay. We're moving fast. We also still have going our care for the heroes that take care of us. Right. Uh, where we offer a free Priority Plus membership for first responders, the military, and teachers. And teachers. So make sure that they that you call in and get that signed up uh, if you're not signed up already. Uh, cur- curling's been pretty boring, Steve. But we're on a comeback. The World Championship. We can't see it. Can't see it. We got to watch it on a computer screen. Got to follow it on social media. Keep refreshing to try to find out who's winning and losing. Yeah, it's tough. But, I mean, Canada's trying to mount a comeback. So they're currently in seventh place. Um, and who knows? I don't know if they're going to. They can't. They lose one more. They're, they really are done. But with five losses, they may or may not make the playoffs. Well, and it's uh, funny that when they went off TV, they started winning. So is it the pressure of the television, or are they now having fun? Uh, probably probably, probably the latter. I just think that, you know, they just realized that um, there was a lot of pressure with the Maple Leaf on the back, so um, hopefully they're just, they realized that they can just go out and curl and have fun, and they're quite a successful team when they do that. And we're not going to talk about who's in first. Why? Because it wasn't in my top three. It was in mine. It was in yours, but we're not talking about that. I can't believe that it's happening. But if you've been if you've been watching just uh, curling in general, you've seen that they were coming together as a team and really starting to play well. And I kind of picked up on that, which is why I picked them. Yeah, you're a little smarter than me. Uh, no, no, just yeah, just seeing some signs. Yeah. So we're gonna we're not gonna talk the whole week or the whole uh, show like we did last week about curling. But we're <laughs> we're gonna move into yes. I, I got told that last week by so that we should have some by my brothers as we were listening to the show as we were driving up to the Godridge area yes last Saturday. He says, "You ever gonna talk about heating and air conditioning or just about curling?" And you said, "I I said just wait." And then you you had said. Can you ask me a heating and air question now? So, well, I'm going to get to them a little earlier. Are you? Um, so it says, is there more than one air filter attached to my furnace and air? And if so, where are they located? 
That's an interesting question. So there really um, there really can only be one. There should only should, uh, let me rephrase. There should only be one air filter uh, before your furnace. Uh, I've seen people do some strange things. I've seen people take a, a five-inch cabinet and instead of putting one five-inch filter in there, they put four, four or five one-inch filters in there. And that's bad, 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 bad. That's, that's not a good thing to do because uh, although it's five inches and I understand what they're trying to do, the resistance on putting that many filters together, the furnace motor has a really hard time pulling air through it. And if it can't get air through it, then your furnace would overheat, cause it to go off on limit, or your air conditioner, if it's running, it's going to freeze up that coil and you're going to have a big block of ice up there. So really, when you look at a filter cabinet, which is the cabinet is what holds the filter, it, it's designed to hold a specific filter. It, it's manufactured that way. So if it's a five-inch filter, put a five-inch filter in it. If it's a four-inch filter, put a four-inch filter in it. If it's a one-inch filter, put a one-inch filter in it. But, but if I got a four-inch filter rack, can I put four one-inch filters? No, on? same thing, same problem, same problem. So put the filter that was designed to go in the cabinet in the cabinet. That's, that, that's how it's manufactured. Uh, that allows the furnace to operate properly and won't stress the motor because, you know, you'll be, you'll, you'll, that motor will be running hot as well. You'll just be replacing that motor faster, too. So it's, remember the old Fram oil filter commercial? Yeah. Baby now or baby, baby later. Yes. Yeah. So same thing will happen here. If you, try to, if you try to just put in what's not supposed to be there, what it was made for, you're going to have a much bigger expense because you're going to cause major problems to your product. And they, and, and if they don't, number one, change the filter enough or don't have the proper filter, then the air conditioner coil is wet. Yes. And it will start attracting the dust that's getting by the filter. Yes. And then it will become plugged. Yes. So when people say, is there one or two filters? There's only one filter. But the air conditioner coil will act as a second filter, but that will cost you thousands of dollars in repairs yes. when it gets plugged. Yeah, absolutely. So that filter is as important on heating as it is on air conditioning. We need to make sure it's done. Yes. And let's talk about people that have a um, furnace and air conditioner on their roof. So a commercial customer. There's filters in there. And... They're not very convenient to change. And they are just as important to change as your furnace in your home. So there's the same sort of thing that happens. Those, those units which are exposed to the elements, they, they actually get dirtier faster because of the outdoor conditions. So uh, keep that in mind that, that those units up there have filters as well. There's usually more than one filter in those units. So um, they have to be replaced on a regular basis as well. And if you find that inconvenient to change, then call us because we'll set you up on a plan and we'll look after that for you. Yeah, and commercials probably changing them four times a year. In some environments, yes. Yeah, yeah, because it's you know, kind of makes me think. When did we change ours last at the shop? When did <laughs> you got on a plan? I don't know. <laughs> I have to go and check that out. No. I usually can tell when it's getting noisy. And I say to everybody, yeah, you want to book a call to go look at our rooftop unit? Sounds like it's getting noisy. The filters need to. And then people just people don't understand. I was at a client, and and um, 
I just said, so when's the last day we complained about poor airflow in your office? And I said, when's the last time you changed your filter? And they said, what filter? And I went, okay, well, that'll be the problem. So I went up on the roof, and sure enough, um, the, the filter that they were using was plugged, and the evaporator was plugged as well. So not only was one filter was causing a problem, but then the dirt had progressed through as well, and now the evaporator had turned into a, a mess as well. So those are problems that can be alleviated with regular maintenance, and we'll be, we'd be more than happy to look after your regular maintenance commercially as well. And we also talk about the outside coils on home air conditioners. Yes. Can get plugged with dandelion fluff, tree fluff. You know, I don't know, but all my trees are dropping this stuff that's everywhere. Yes. And if the air conditioner is on, it's drawing it all in, and it's going to get all over the coil and, and needs to be washed and cleaned out. That's right. And if you're not doing that, you're going to plug that coil. Same, same issue, yes. So that's why we recommend maintenance every year. Yes. It will catch those and chain and fix them before they become a real a problem. problem. Yes. Now this is one uh, you can probably take the first half, and I'll take the second half. Okay. You want to take the whole thing? Uh, no, I think you can handle the first half. Oh. It says, "I have a gas line. I want disconnected and capped off. Do you do that?" That's the first sign. And the second part is how much. Okay. <laughs> okay, so yes, we will take a gas line and we will cap it off. Um, just depends where you want it capped off. It has to be done properly and safely. So um, some people just some people will just put a cap at the end. It, it, it's better if we take it off at the source and cap it. Um, we can you can abandon that line up in, in wherever it is, but really you should get back to the main inside the house where it's attached because there'll be a valve there best to take that off and cap it there than it is to cap it at the end of the line just for reasons you got all that gas running maybe through the house and it's capped on, on some part at the far end that's not the best place to do it. Better to do it close to the source. And most lines, not all lines, but most lines are like half inch three quarter but when you get back to where it really should be capped off it could be one inch. Could be. And, yeah. and so when they ask the cost, you know, people think, hey, to screw a cap on, you know, what's that? That's going to be like 20 bucks? Yeah, it, no, no, no. It's, we, we can't even get 20. Can't, I can't get a guy to your house for 20 bucks. No, you're $99 to get the truck to your door. You're probably anywhere from 100 to 200 for the cap off, depending what they got to do, the time they got to do it, where they got to cap it off. So you know you're three to five hundred dollars to cap off a gas line. Now there is lots of guys out there that will do it cheaper, but we have to make sure when we cap it off that there is no gas leak anywhere. We got to verify it's done by code correctly, so it's not just a simple go thread a cap on and leave. Right. And we had one this week that was a person had a pool heater. And they wanted to know how much it would cost for us to hook it to the pool heater. Well, we went out and looked at the line. The line left the side of the house, went underground, did a 90-degree turn, went across the whole back of the house, did another 90-degree turn, went about 10 feet, and then came up in the pool shed. Okay. Well, we looked at the the line. It was a, about a, uh, I think it was one inch or one and a quarter inch line, 
But I'm looking at the line going, is that rust? Like, is that really, and, and it was really rust and bad. And then I'm going, okay, well, how do, how do we say the line in the ground is good when I can see how bad it looks like outside? Right. And he couldn't tell how long it had been in, uh, you know, how long that line had been in. So we said, well, to hook this line up, we're going to have to replace that line in the ground all the way from the house to the pool shed. Now you've got to pull up your patio stones or you've got to cut into your cement or whatever it is for us to run that line. Can't you just hook it? And the answer is no, we can't just hook it. We have to assure that that line is going to last and not rust out and deteriorate. So now they make those lines out of plastic, so they don't have to worry about that rusting happening, but it still needs to be replaced. So a two to $300 job just turned into a $2,000 job to, to get the line, run it, dig it up, put it back down, all of that. So you never know what it will cost until you get out there and look at it. It's true. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but remember you can send your messages in to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com and listen for your answer ne next week. We'll be right back after these short messages. my friends I want to walk the street again but I gotta be patient so let's enjoy this combination I just want to feel your love cause Instagram is not enough for me so I gotta be patient let's enjoy well, welcome back what are our songs about this week Mr. Gilbert you tell me. You didn't even look at my email? Why do I send you the email? I don't know. Why do you send me the email? Because I have nothing to do with the music, <laughs> and I, I don't know why you even email me, because you just rain on my parade. This songs are about friends. Are they? So that song, Michael Buble and the Bare Naked Ladies, I'm, you know, the song about friends. Bare Naked Ladies? Yeah. Okay. You should watch it. It's a good song. Is it? It's a kind of a COVID song, you might say. Is it a COVID song? Yeah. Now, now we've been friends for what? Like, uh, you have to do this. Yeah. I think it's been, you know, I would say fifty-nine years. Do we have to do this? Why? You don't yeah. want to be my friend anymore? <laughs> now, why do you think I said fifty-nine years and not sixty years? Well, because we didn't, we weren't in the same hospital together. Well, no, it was because there was one year you weren't nice to me in kindergarten. Oh. <laughs> so I wasn't your friend you in kindergarten. You weren't nice to me in kindergarten. You, I don't remember. You, or something? you scarred me for life. I don't know what it was. But okay, well, I don't remember that at all. So what? I'm not sure what that tell you. So. But that, we've been friends a long time. A long, yes. Wellington long, Street long, School. Scott Street School. Hart, Hart, Hart side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anderson Farms and, and I knocked your teeth out. <laughs> yeah. And I'd take a week holiday from Roy Inch and get my teeth knocked out. And you got to see E.P. Taylor, though. Yeah. Yeah. Train. Not everybody got to see E.P. Taylor. No. Train the horse. Yes. Train. 
So these songs are all about friends. Are they? Yeah. Okay. And they're good ones, I think. Well, of course. Who picked them? I did. I did. <laughs> think they're gold medal songs. Of course you think they're good. Yes. <laughs> now, we had a question comes in. It says, I want to move my air conditioner as the slab... Tilted? ...is sinking on one side. What can I do to fix this? And do I need to call a professional? You hate when that happens, right? Um, well, I would just caution you, if you're going to do it yourself, um, just be careful. Because if you happen to kink that refrigeration line, uh, bad things can happen. Um, you, can, you can kink it and interrupt the flow of refrigerant, which is bad. You're going to cause the unit to freeze up on you. Or you could rupture a line, bad, refrigerant leaks out, really bad, and then that would be a more, much more expensive repair. Either way, why take the chance? Why not just call us? That If we do it, then we're responsible to, to fix it. So, um, because we have to, that stone has to be re-leveled somehow. So, you know, the easiest way to do it is to recover refrigerant, cut, cut the unit off, Take the stone mm -hmm. off, re-level it, mm -hmm. new piece stone down, stone back down, and then the unit, and then reattach the infringement. That's the easiest way. Yeah. More expensive to do it that way, but that way you're ensured it's going to be done properly. Yeah, and we, I mean, we uh, we were doing one on brackets this week that the brackets were pulling out of the wall. It happens. And so uh, we took out our, our special lift we have here that we can put the lift under it, crank it up, which now will support the air conditioner. They could take the old brackets out, put the new brackets in, get them fastened properly, and then just set that air conditioner down. So it didn't move a quarter of an inch nice. during all that process, but that takes some experience. And, you know, we've seen people put the two by fours or four by fours under the air conditioner um, the half that is sinking, and then dig out with their hands all the dirt and everything, and push in all the pea stone, right? And do all, do it that way. But that will take a little bit of time, and and you got to make sure, like you say, that you're not lifting that too much. That's going to kink the line or or damage it. Because if you hear a, that's too late. That's an expensive repair that's just been created at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, so you need to. You need to take a make sure you're doing that properly. Um, now we are doing a little work to the east. A little work to the east. Oh, you mean Woodstock? Right. Yes, we are in the Woodstock area now. It's official. Yeah. So we had uh, are doing the comfort guy had uh, was shutting its doors, and we said we would be more than happy to look after their customers or have a their customers a place to call should they have a problem, but they're calling us for barbecues. Are they? So Did the cover guy do barbecues? Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't do barbecues, um, but so we are... Are we, we, we going to start doing barbecues? No, I don't think so. Okay. 
I, I, I mean, I, I could use a barbecue, yeah. so it would be a good idea if, you, if you're going to, then I, I get one as well. Well, I already got my new one, like, last year or the year before, so, you know, I don't need one, so we don't need to sell barbecues. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so if you have to need a barbecue, then that would change the decision. Okay. But, no, we don't do barbecues, so if you're thinking of getting a – Buying a new one or getting one repaired, that's one thing we don't do. And we don't really do pool heaters. No. No, because, again, you normally can get that a better price from the pool company putting in your pool. Or if they're shutting down or opening your pool, they have better deals. Because we would buy one or two pool heaters all year. Yes. And they're probably buying 10 or 12, so they're definitely getting some better pricing. Now, do you need to service tank water heaters, like a 40 or 50 gallon power venter that well history would say no to that question right because you know how many times has how many times has a service provider gone out just to do a maintenance on a water tank um it's very rare if you happen to take the time to open up the manual and read the manual it will tell you what you need to do for maintenance on a tank water heater so um all our tank water heaters, I just I recommend to my customers, you know, once a year, you're supposed to take about a gallon of water off the base valve of the tank just to flush that water away. Um, just if there's any sediment at all that may sit on that bottom part of the water heater, that'll help just draw it away. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, when they used to have those little plastic valves that were counterclockwise on the bottom, they were terrible. So uh, we never... If you ever turned those open, you probably could never get them closed again. So now that they're now that the ones the water heaters we're using have uh, brass base valves on them, much easier to um, do that. And if you do it on a regular basis, you'll never have a problem with that valve. So if the sediment builds on the bottom, why is that a bad thing? Well, we're finding that the uh, that sediment will react with the tank and start to rust it there. So not only that, they heat the water from the base of the tank. So if there's a lot of sediment built up, it, it can't heat through there as efficiently as it should. They took a water heater out. Um, I, they took, I had a customer call me. The water heater was, I think it was 35 years old. It was a Cascade uh, gas-fired unit. And it was just a little 40-gallon tank. They thought it was going to be a snap just to get it out. It was so full of sediment, they could not believe how heavy it was. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. Like you say, if there's a quarter inch or half inch or one inch of that sediment, the heat's got to get through all of that before it even gets to the water to start heating your water. And that sediment acts like an insulation. That's an insulator. So you're wondering why it takes so long for your water heater to recover. That could be one of the reasons why. And in some cases, it can be the dip tube. Yeah, so how does a dip tube work in the water heater? Well, so what happens is uh, water is actually very aggressive in a water heater. Um, and I mean, like, it it it, it wants to, it's, it's aggressive as it, it attacks the tank. So they put something in there called an anode rod, and that anode rod's sole job is to, is to kind of neutralize the attack of the water. So if that anode rod wasn't in there, it'd be attacking the sidewall of the tank and causing it to, to actually to fail early. So the anode rod is, is called the sacrificial lamb, whatever they call it, and it's in there for the water to, to attack. So 
It sounds like a bit of a war game. Anyways, uh, when they deliver water into your water heater, there's a tube that goes all the way to the bottom of the tank. And we want it to go to the bottom of the tank so because we draw hot water off the top. If we just shoved it in the top and we take the hot off the top, you get cold water. So we have to put it at the base of the tank, and that actually tells the tank, too, that, oh, it's getting cold down here. I need to turn the burner on so you're heating the water as it's coming in because you're using it on the way out. Well, obviously, let's say after a while the tank's been in there, that anode rot is probably now gone, and now that water wants to attack something. Well, the next thing in there is the dip tube. So it will physically try to attack the dip tube, and what it does is it just makes it shorter. So up it goes, and the same sort of thing, you just lose capacity of hot water. So when we come back, I'll explain a little more about you talking about dip, uh, dip tube disappearing and being attacked, but we'll, we'll be right back after these short messages. I'm not ashamed to say I hope it always will stay this way My hat is off, won't you stand up and take a bow Welcome back. That was Andrew Gold. Name the song, Steve. Andrew Gold. I have no idea. Thank you for being a friend. Okay. Oh, you know, that's a, that's a good song from the 70s. <laughs> so we got a dip tube that goes all the way to the bottom of the tank to put the cold water down there to heat it that's now being attacked because the anode rod's gone and the dip tube is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Right. So how would the customer know that's happening in the tank? Because the capacity of hot water that they usually get is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So maybe you've been able to have a 15-minute a shower without any issues at all and it gets shorter and shorter. So now you jump in the shower, you got five minutes of hot water and, and it's turning cold and you're thinking, what the heck? That's a, that's a sign that your dip tube is, is getting shorter. So they either got to replace the dip tube and maybe the anode rod as well, yeah. or you're looking at a new tank at that point, right, depending, depending on the, the age. Yeah, they look at the tank and they'll, they'll look at the, you know, because if the tank's, these days, if the tank's 12 years old, we're probably recommending you to replace it for a couple reasons. Tanks are only lasting about 12 years, 12 to 15 years these days. And your insurance company doesn't want to tank over 12 years in your home as well. So insurance companies now are being much more proactive in asking those questions. What type of water heater you have? Um, you know, is it a tank? How old is that tank? They'll, they really want to know that. Well, you know how I was kind of kidding about my daughter, you know, that the ice maker stuck and she kind of had a flood? Yes. Uh, that turned into $25,000. <laughs> So clearly they put in an insurance claim. Yeah, so I went over the other day to take a look, and it looks like they had done nothing to their house for a year. Oh, my. Because they had torn the drywall out, torn the floor out. There was no furniture in the house. It was in a in a in one of those shipping containers out in the driveway. 
And I'm just looking going, have you done anything to fix your house up for the last year? Because it just destroyed everything, all the hardwood and everything they had put into it. Wow. So she was just sitting kind of on a counter just in a daze. I'm sure she was. So I said, hey, just think. You don't have to do it this time. You know, it's going to be done for you, but it'll be a month or so before that it all gets fixed up. So wow. it's too bad. You don't want a water heater letting go and causing a flood like that. You know, that's why you get a tankless and you don't have 40 or 50 gallons of water sitting there. That's true. And uh, as a complement to that tankless, you could put in, because you could put in, they also make a device that shuts the water off to the house these days, right? Yep. And we are working with a company that we're going to have on in the next couple of weeks to talk about what their devices they can use to monitor water. Right, because it's becoming a real problem. And, and, the, and insurance companies don't want to pay these claims, obviously. So that's the other part of the problem. Yeah. But, no, it was uh, so lots, lots of stuff going on. I'm sure. Now, this one, I have two here. One, I can't believe you told the office to send in questions. <laughs> but the first one is, when would you use a bracket for an air conditioner mm -hmm. to keep it off the ground? So I would say wh when and why. Uh, well, let me see. When is, like, some people just think that, that's that's kind of like the new buzz, the new craze. But um, really, the air conditioner is off the ground probably because of new construction. So when that house was first built, and the reason for that is, if they mount it on the ground, like all other air conditioners, what happens is that house because the foundation's been poured and that they backfill it and everything, that ground will take five years before it self levels. So you mount the air conditioner on the ground, that poor heating company will be back every year for the next five years readjusting that air conditioner to make sure it's level because the customer is going to keep on calling, and I would too. So to defeat that, they mount it to the wall, they put it on a wall bracket, that wall bracket's not going to move, and the air conditioner sits up there. Um, and so that's, that's how the wall bracket even came into existence was because of new construction. So would you recommend it now? Well, so what we do, let's say it's your next air conditioner and you've got that unit on the wall bracket and I'm going to, and, and you, you're big on efficiency. Now I'm going to put this monstrosity, this uh, four foot tall by three foot wide by three foot wide air conditioner on that bracket. Uh, number one, the bracket's not big enough. I'm going to have to change the bracket. And now you've got an air conditioner, which is probably sitting like eight feet in the air. So you're probably not going to like the look of it. So most times we bring them back down on the ground. The ground has settled. It's not going to do anything. And so that's, that's just how it goes. And so we like them on the ground. We prefer them on the ground on a, on a firm base. Um, uh, the wall bracket, as you say, can pull free from the wall eventually because of vibration. Uh, sometimes that vibration is transferred into the house. So, we don't want that to happen either. And so when it's attached to the foundation, it's vibrating, goes to the bracket, goes to the foundation, and can echo around the whole house. It can yes. be quite noisy. Yes. 
but on the ground, that all goes into the ground and you normally won't hear. That's right. Okay. Now, here's the one. Let's see. Remember, you are the one who asked the office to send it. Can I just interject here for a second? Because they are putting in these questions, they all listen to the radio show. Well, this is a doozy. They want to know if you really ask their question. Well, this one is about Bill and Belinda, I think it is, Gates. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. They're getting a divorce. Wow. And they'd like to know how would you heat a 66,000 square foot home? How would I? Well, the good thing about it is I don't have to worry about that because that 66,000 square foot home would be engineered. So when it's being built, there's there's obviously engineers that build bridges. There's also engineers that design heating and cooling systems. They're called mechanical engineers. And that house would have had to have been mechanically engineered. So I don't have to worry about it. I can wait to see what the mechanical engineer recommends, and then I just go off all his drawings, and that's what I that's what I do. And probably there's multiple furnaces. Right. Multiple air conditioners. Multiple systems. Yeah. Multiple... Um, Zoning or duct could all be could be in floor as well. Could all be done hydronically, but keep in mind you don't have to be Bill and Belinda Gates to have a to have a mechanical system engineered for you. Um, if we're going into a situation where there's uh, even residentially, it's not a mechanical engineer, but it's a duct design that the city wants in order for you to put ductwork in a house. So it has to be engineered because they have to be guaranteed that the house is going to be heated and cooled properly according to um, ASHRAE and HRAI, that everything is done properly so that, you know, when they sell that house, they know that it's got the proper heating and cooling in it. Any any words on the divorce side of that? That was a great question, by the way. <laughs> yeah, great question. <laughs> I gonna, I gonna question ask, B, they'd like to know any words on the divorce. I, 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 I don't I, I, Why would I have any words on Bill and Melinda Gates' divorce? They only have $150 billion to divide up. So, so I think they'll both be doing fine. I think, yes, I think they'll be all right. All right, another one I can scratch off from the office. I'm going to give this one to you to think about over the break here. I'm selling my house, and I have my equipment on your Advantage program. The new owners want it bought out. What would you tell them to explain the difference between staying on the Advantage versus purchasing the equipment out? And who would be responsible to do that buyout when we're selling the home? Is it them, the new owners, or the old owners that are supposed to look at that? But the main thing is what's the advantage of Of staying of the advantage versus um, them buying it out and what would the difference be? So So, so, I'm going to give you some time to think about that, to get your, your mind around it. All right. Because we've got to take some, uh, we're going to take some a quick break for some short messages.
Yeah, that was Queen. You're my best friend. Uh, and we're going to end the show with Dionne Warwick, That's What Friends Are For, with, uh, you know, Elton John and all her friends singing that So all to do with friends. And the you must have spent hours trying to find these. I did. And you know what the trigger song was? I, I can't even imagine. Andrew Gold. Thank you for being a friend. I heard that and I went, ah, that's friend. We would we do this show about friends. And then I Facebook one came up with Michael Bublé and the bare naked ladies. And I went, Okay, I just gotta find two more now. <laughs> and I start working and I get four absolutely great songs. Four killer songs about friends. Yeah, even though you scarred me in kindergarten. <laughs> I'm okay. Okay. So, why should I stay on advantage or have the new homeowners stay on advantage versus it being bought out? Well, so let's think about this for a second. You're, you're buying, a, you're going into a new house and um, that equipment's there and it's on advantage. So, that customer's not had to worry about it. Actually, that equipment will be in great shape because it's been maintained properly. So, why would you, why would, so uh, there's a lot of times when you move into a house that you have to replace the equipment. And then, so now, and that happens maybe within, could happen within a few years or, or five years that that equipment has to be replaced. So now you're going to have this expense uh, down the road that you could avoid if you just opt into the Advantage program and then you just pick up the rental that they left off on and then that equipment is, Maintained, it's just like having a like your cable bill from Rogers. You pay it monthly. We are they responsible for all the filters, the, the servicing, the repairs. So if anything was wrong with that furnace, there's not a surprise expense that you get hit with. All of a sudden, you a motor goes wrong, and you have to now you're out of a pocket fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. Why not just pay the monthly thing? Because you're going to have to probably get in a service plan anyways. Why not just protect yourself and, and do the Advantage program, and then we take all responsibility and look after it for you. And you have expenses. You know, we all move into a home, and then we we got to do this, and we got to do that, and we got to paint because you're going to paint it. You're going to renovate it probably a little bit. Yes. So why don't you keep that money and do all of that stuff? And and now you know your your furnace and air conditioner is the parts are covered, the labor's covered, the maintenance covered. It's all looked after, and and you don't have to worry about that. Right. Now, if they go to buy it out, who buys it out? Is it the old owners or the new owners? Well, so the, the old owners are responsible for it because it's their house. So they're, they're the ones who want, got into the agreement with us, so they're the ones that are responsible, whether they put that into the price and negotiated with the new owners or something like that. But it has to be settled before the new owners take possession of the house. Right. And then the, um, if they didn't and they said, I want to take over the advantage, is this a big issue? No, it's actually pretty simple. We just, they would get a form from us here at the office and then uh, they, there's a quick little credit check that they do on them and then they, they sign some paperwork and away it's done. And normally that paperwork's included with everything you're, Signing that to lawyers on the day 
of a sale before you get the keys. So, and most people have been doing it for years with their water heaters. They just haven't realized it, but they are signing those contracts. Hello. I'm right here. <laughs> oh, you're on your phone again, Steve. You're texting during our show. Come on. There, that's the cost of your friendship. Gone right there. <laughs> Next question. I need a part for my furnace. Can I buy that part directly from you and install it myself? Unfortunately, no. Unless you're a gas fitter, if you have your gas license, then we will release a part to you. We have to see that gas license. You can't have a friend who's got a gas license and then come in and get a part from us. We will need to see your physical gas license in order for us to release a part over the counter to you to fix your phone. That's just, that's, that's where we are in this world today. Uh, liability wise, it's just, it's, um, it's too great of a thing. In order for you to work on your furnace, you can do it, but you have to have it inspected by a licensed gas fitter before you can turn that back on again. And, uh, we're just not willing to do that. So a gas license will sell you a part, no gas license for your furnace, we will not sell you a part. And the, um, this time of year, we've had some cool weather. Um, so air conditioners aren't running, uh, but people with air conditioners say it's got nothing to do with gas. So then they come in with a contactor or a motor or something like that. Um, Small like capacitors will sell, but when we get into major components of the air conditioner again, we're backing away and, and not selling those. So uh, it's not like it was in uh, good old days on Wellington Road when we were over there and we had a full-fledged parts department with three people working in it. Yes. And we were selling parts for appliances as well as heating and air, but yes. it has changed quite a bit. Now, with the cool weather, we got some openings for maintenance. We do. You know, so people, we've been working, you know, a good two months on our memberships that we have, the maintenance plans that we have for our members. Uh, and our goal was to get it done so that when May hit, we had openings where people could call in that weren't members. Right. So if you're thinking you need a maintenance, you, you want to get that done before the real hot weather hits, give us a call, get that book, go to our website. You know, there is a special on there where you can get a furnace and air conditioner tuned up and you can save $60. So they're gonna be in your home about three hours doing the furnace and air, handling all the COVID protocols and wearing their masks and, uh, you know, social distancing, we want our Customers six feet away from, from them. Yes. Um, they got a hand wash station on the truck to wash their hands. So we're doing everything we can to make it safe. But the guys uh, can get that done and service both of them and make sure that everything's okay. You had yours done? My air conditioner tuned up and your furnace tuned up? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. They fixed your wiring mishap? They did. They did. Yes. So now both don't run at the same time. Yes. Yeah. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. It is a very good thing. Trying to heat and cool at the same time. Yeah. Well, they got yeah everything. They they checked it out and uh, the furnace was within tolerances. So it's it's an, it's an older furnace, but could have got a new sale out of that. 
Steve. You could have, but yes, you, you don't because it's still within, it's good. Yeah. And I should thank Lighthouse Irrigation. They were over at the home this week putting in my sprinkler system, the last project of the summer, uh, only in the front of the house because there's no use of watering the back of the house because the dog has destroyed that grass. Uh, but I appreciate the work they've done. And, of course, now, Steve, for all the dogs in Byron, I have a automatic water bowl sitting out with my wooden statue of my old dog, Flurry, so that it will, they, when they were putting in the sprinkler system, I had them put in a line, and I got a filter on it, so it's filtered water for the dogs in a stainless steel bowl. So if you're walking by my house and your dogs are thirsty, just bring them up to the wood carving and they can have a drink. As long as, you know, you don't get some jogger running by and thinking that there's a water fountain there and they're going to take a drink too. Well, I, I really would like lots of dogs up there to get rid of the Canadian geese that are drinking out of my water bowl now and making a mess all over my lawn. Oh, is that right? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Two of them. And they just sit there and sun themselves, and they go over and have you a drink. You got an automatic water, right? Uh, I mean, you might as well, do you know what you should do? You should put in a pond. <laughs> yeah. No front. No, I don't. And then the geese could just come and land there, and just they'd just be in the pond. They wouldn't be making a mess of your lawn. They'd be swimming around the pond, you know, having something to eat. The and dog's going nuts in the house. Absolutely, yes. Barking at them, and they're looking at them in the window going, you're in there, we're out here. Like we're that. safe. Nothing happened to us. But I would like to get, you know, I like Canadian geese. I not, don't hate birds. I just don't like what they leave all over the lawn. i got to end up spending 20 minutes before I cut the grass picking up everything. <laughs> okay. Now, we got some specials on. We talked about the $60 off of furnace and air tune-up. You can get up to $3,000 in Lennox rebates, but that's only available for another couple of weeks. Yeah, then that's going away. Yeah. Um, you can get a water heater for as low as $19.85 a month. If you have a repair, there's a coupon on there to get $50 off a of repair. Our Advantage system, you can get a furnace and air as low as $119 a month. No money down. Don't pay for 90 days. Uh, so lots of good stuff. Make sure you always go to RoyInch.com to check all those specials. Or in Woodstock, you can go to the comfortguy.ca and it will direct you to the Roy Inch website as well. So what do you got plans? This you still painting? You've been painting for like what? Eight years I now? Took a, I took a sabbatical from painting. I, I'm going to have to pick the brush up again, though. Um, yeah, so there's, there's, listen, I got lots to do. You want, do you, you, know, you need some mulch? You need some, some soil? I'm going to need some mulch and soil eventually. I just, I am not, I'm not looking outside yet because I'm not ready to work outside. You, you want me to come by and give you my opinion on, you know, what you need and, well, and, you, and, 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 you know, give you my landscape knowledge? Well, you're well, you're well versed in that. Oh, yes. Yep. That's good to know. Yeah, send you to get the plants. You well, know. then, yeah. I'd take a little, what are you, in a, one of those orange spray cans and mark where you got to plant them. Yeah. Great. Yeah, then you can look after that for me, will you? No, I, well, I'll look after designing them, but I'm not looking after Oh, okay. I got to 
Yeah, you got to do the work. That's usually the way that works. It's, we got the same relationship here. <laughs> that's right. You go do the work. <laughs> I do. I have a spray paint point which things yeah. I want done, and then you go and do the work. Yeah, yeah I'm used to that. <laughs> well, we'll have to sit down. But if you need a hand, you know, give me a call. You wouldn't let me paint because I'm a messy painter. That's for sure. I'm not a good painter. So, <laughs> but outside work, I'm pretty good at that. Are you? Okay. You are pretty. Uh, so that's a good yeah. Thing. yeah, I was. Uh, I have to. I have a certain routine. Pick up the sticks. Pick up all the stuff. Get it ready before we cut the grass. Neighbors all laugh at me as I'm working away, but just my habit. I'm just on social media while you're talking here, and because uh, I'm just following Team Gushu, because uh, they're really trying to rally Team Canada at the ladies. Uh, so they're they're scoring through and. Uh, Called the look, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you 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 just told everybody as I'm doing this show, you're on social media. Absolutely, the entire time. <laughs> uh, you know why it's so difficult. This might be the last time I ever play songs about friends. <laughs> But when we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450, in Sarnia at 519-786-2373, or in Woodstock at 519-533-6057. Or you can always get us at 1-866-EXPERTS or online at RoyInch.com. You can listen to a podcast of this show by going to RoyInch.com, hitting the company tab, then the about us tab, and you'll see the inch by inch button. As we say at the shop, life is hard. Buy the yard, buy from inch. Life's a cinch. We'll see you next week. Well, then close your eyes and try feel the way we do today. And then if you can remember, keep smiling. Knowing you can always count on me for sure.